Hey, John here. Today, I want to talk about how to reduce the risk you have with your niche site publishing business in the event you have only one site, okay? So the reason this is relevant to me is in a lot of ways, I really am just a one website portfolio because I have one very large site that earns the lion's share of my business revenue. And by lion's share, I'm talking probably anywhere from 85 to 90% of my total business revenue. Now, this doesn't include fat stocks. This is just looking strictly at my new site portfolio. Okay, that is not diversified. And I have my second largest site is doing pretty well. It's it's chugging in in between six and $8,000 a month, but it's still just a very small percentage of the overall portfolio. And then I have a handful of other sites that are earning either nothing because I haven't bothered putting ads on there or very, very little. So I am a one website portfolio for the most part. And I get questions from readers quite a bit. They say, well, John, aren't you nervous that you are one update away from losing a significant portion of your business? And it's true. And yes, that question crosses my mind. And fortunately, you know, overall, the website has grown considerably over the number of years. But on the flip side, I've also lost 25% of traffic with updates. It's happened. I've owned the site coming up to, I think it's eight years now. And you own any website for that amount of time that gets a decent amount of traffic. Eventually, you're going to be on the losing end of an update. It happens. Okay, now, 25% is not great. Those are not good days when that happened or weeks. Okay, I can tell you from experience. But it's not catastrophic. It's not like Google said, we think your site is spam or garbage and we're just basically removing it from the index. Right? That's game over. This is a challenge when you lose 25%, but it's not even close to game over. It's just, it's a natural ebb and flow. And so I don't get overly worked up about it because I know in the long run, I'm going to regain that traffic and I'll continue growing. And that's essentially been the pattern over the years. It, it I've, I've suffered these setbacks multiple times, not just once. It, it It's happened many times. There have been other updates where I've gained nicely. So, you know, you, that's just how it's going to work out. So, but the question remains is I'm still not very diversified, but I will explain to you things I have done with this site in order to diversify it as a site. Okay. So the main thing that I've done, and this wasn't really intentional when I started out, it just kind of happened. It just kind of evolved. And looking back, it was, it was, I made some good decisions here. And that is I publish a lot of different types of articles. Okay. It's not just all product reviews. And the reason I single out product reviews or service reviews is because the last couple of December updates, Google has gone after review sites, in particular review posts. And a lot of affiliates who focus on review articles have lost quite a bit of traffic. And so had this site essentially been all reviews, I'm sure I too would have suffered pretty dramatic drops in traffic and revenue, but it's not. Now there are some reviews and probably a very, very small percentage of the overall site. There are some, I have no idea how they performed in those updates. It's such a small percentage of the site, but the point is, is that I actually publish all types of articles. I will do D DIY or how to's. I do Q and A. I do a lot of listicles, listicles from different angles. So I'll do news updates. I'll do pretty much anything relevant to the niche and the industry. And what that's done is it's created actually basically like a diversified site within itself. And that served me well. And certainly I have no doubt certain types of articles have taken a hit over the year, but other types of articles have improved. Okay. So that's really a really important, I think, 
consideration when you're publishing these sites these days. You don't just want to like focus on one type of article because if that takes a hit, the whole site takes a hit. So this is just one way to diversify your site. Now, does that mean I'm bulletproof? No, it doesn't mean I'm bulletproof. None of this means I'm bulletproof. There's there's not a whole lot you can do with web publishing and that you're bulletproof, but then there's not a whole lot you can do in business generally and where you're bulletproof. I mean, I used to practice law and I was moving in the direction of doing quite a bit of personal injury law, particularly the lion's share of that is car accidents. Okay. So, so that was a very, very good industry for a long, long time and lawyers made good living in it. And what happened is the government changed our entire system from basically like a tort, like the ability to sue and, and, and all of that to a no fault system where basically lawyers aren't needed. Okay. So had I pursued that and built up and invested in a growing business in that industry, I would have taken a hit. So even though you have a law degree and many think it's a very, very safe thing to have and it's good for a long-term career, it can not work out. And so it's the same with website publishing. They're going to, you're just not bulletproof, okay? But you can take steps to minimize it. So there's another thing that I do with my site that helps, I think, reduce the risk of losing a huge amount of traffic on an update. And that is I go into a lot of sub niches within a broader niche site. Okay. So my site's not dedicated to, let's just say bonsai trees. Okay. That'd be fairly focused niche site. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. I think you could probably create quite a killer site. And I think if you especially sold something on there and went e-commerce or did some selling info products, you could turn it into a, a quite a good earner. Okay. That's sort of almost like a real focus hobby site where your, where your readership is basically like this ongoing passionate readership because they're all into bonsai trees. And it's not just this sort of fleeting interest, but it's something where they're probably going to read a lot of what you put out and your newsletter and all that. Okay. So it's kind of a different, different model. What I do is I, I kind of go a lot broader uh, think, you know, I don't know if you know, uh, dot dash sites, but they, they've entered in a lot of different niches and they go fairly broad. And so that's what I've done. And so essentially I can tackle lots of different sub niches within it and that's served me well. And, and, and arguably I've gone too far. Sometimes I've entered into sub niches where not as related as it should be, arguably not even related at all. And I shouldn't have done that, but that's just the way it goes. Sometimes I really like the branch out. And so they may have not worked very well. And and so be it, that, that happens. But overall, the site continues to grow. So basically what I'm doing in terms of my diversification within the site is working. And that is different types of articles and really going after a lot of different cluster topics. Now, I would even venture to say that I'm probably safer with this site, one site with that type of diversification versus somebody who has five sites that just do all product reviews. If you do all the same type of site, all the same type of articles, even if they're in different niches and, and, and Google comes up, or let's say you do a ton of link building, the same type of link building across our sites or, or something that you do that's all basically the same thing across multiple sites, all of those sites are pretty much similarly vulnerable to a similar update. One update could wipe them all out. So, um, you know, if you are going to do the multi-site approach, it's probably a good idea to sort of mix up your approach with it. Don't do all review sites. Don't maybe do aggressive link building to them all. Uh, you know, mix it up and diversify everything about it. And that's probably the safest you can be. If you could have let's say five sites each earning $3,000 a month and they're all very different. They're in different niches. They have different article concepts or approaches, different way that you're marketing it and so forth. You're probably pretty safe with that five site portfolio, probably safer than what I have with one site taking that approach. Okay. So 
Now, one other thing you can do, and in my view should do, although a lot of people would disagree with me, is try to balance it out seasonally, okay? I'm not really big into seasonal sites. I wouldn't buy a seasonal site, but it, it sort of worked out ironically how my largest site has actually, it performs a lot better in spring and summer than it does in fall and winter. And that's just because I've somehow put up a lot of content that's geared towards spring, summer, and that's happened. And, you know, it's not like it dies in fall and winter, so it still still does well, but it definitely does better in spring and summer. So I am trying to come up with ideas to add some more winter content. But the way I'm really trying to balance this out is I have another site, my second largest site, which is really growing nicely, and it's actually a really good earner now. And I'm actually putting a lot of effort into fall winter content on there. And that's pretty easy to do. And so when you look at it from a portfolio perspective, yes, my largest site may go may have lower revenue in fall and winter, but then I'm hoping this other site will have quite a bit and it'll balance it all out. So that's that's another consideration because I really don't like to have volatile revenue levels throughout the year. So I, I would really not like where you know five months I earn basically like 90% of my revenue and the rest of the year basically nothing and you'd have to budget all out. It's just not a, not a business I really like. I much prefer to be able to count on consistently over the various months. Now, you know, if you happen to be in a seasonal niche and it's a hugely successful site and you have basically ad- adapted to having to deal with that and plan your cash flow out and all that, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a personal preference. Of course, there's nothing wrong with it. At the end of the day, it's sort of like, what did your site make in a year? I'd rather a seasonal site that makes $100,000 in three months and then nothing the rest of the year than a site that makes $50,000 even Steven every month. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? So it's just a preference. So the next up, when we talk about diversification, I want to talk about diversifying traffic. I, I read a lot of people talk about, you know, you got to diversify your traffic. You can't just be dependent on Google search. You got you to go get other traffic sources. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say that by going and developing other traffic sources other than Google search, you are not diversifying or safer. Okay. Your site is not safer. And let me tell you why. Okay. And I'll tell you, it doesn't mean that I don't think that you shouldn't do that. I, I think it's worthwhile getting additional traffic sources, but do it for the right reason. Okay. So it's not a good diversification strategy because let's face it. Let's, let's say you have 300,000 monthly visitors and let's say you've managed to develop 150,000 of that from other sources, non Google search sources. Okay. So arguably your, your traffic is diversified. But here's the thing. What happens if your website somehow gets a catastrophic uh, penalty applied to it from Google for whatever reason, and you lose 150,000 visitors a month and you're not indexed in Google? You're still getting 150,000 from your other traffic sources, so it's not a totally worthless site and still earning. But do you think you're going to be motivated to work on that site knowing that you're basically out of Google index and you're not getting a Google search traffic anymore? I, I highly doubt it. I know I wouldn't. And the valuation of that site is going to be really low. I mean, you, you could tell prospective buyers, hey, look, you know, I'm getting lots of traffic from XYZ platform and this platform. Most are going to say, I want to see how much you're getting from Google search. Oh, why are you getting none from Google search? Oh, well, the site was penalized. You know what? Nobody's going to buy it. So I just don't see that as a viable strategy in terms of actually as a diversification strategy. Now, as a revenue strategy, or let's call it gravy money strategy, I think it's totally good. I, I think Facebook can be a viable traffic source. I do okay with it. It's not huge, but I do okay. 
Uh, Pinterest can be, although it's a lot weaker in the last year or two than, than it was in previous years, but you can still get some traffic from Pinterest. There may be YouTube opportunities, LinkedIn, whatever. It kind of depends on your niche, possibly even Instagram and so forth, okay? I'm not saying these are bad. I'm not saying not to develop them. If, it, if it's a good fit with your audience and your audience is there and you know how to work it and you can get good traffic from those platforms, by all means, go for it. But don't think that you are diversifying your business by doing so, because at the end of the day, even if you have success on those platforms, if Google basically trounces your site and it's not getting Google search traffic anymore, your site's pretty much done. That's that's my view, okay? And it's for niche sites. Now that may be different with different types of sites, maybe with lead gen or a totally different business model, but with, with ad supportive niche sites, it's pretty much game over. All right, so at the end of the day, it's easy to get stuck in a rut with this stuff, particularly the types of articles that you do. You know, like I've talked before, one of the one of the best things you can do to figure out what the next steps for you to do to grow your site is to look at what's working, okay? So if you see a particular type of article that's working, do more of those. And I stand by that and I, I, I say, you know, do as much as you can of what's working. But be mindful of the fact that you should diversify. Don't just do that. Experiment with different concepts. And, and once you get another concept that's working, do more of that. And that's where you're going to actually build up diversification and reduce the risk of a single site portfolio. Because at the end of the day, most people really have one and maybe two very successful sites. It's, it's hard to build up five or six massively successful websites. You know, even though I have a huge site and I'm able to hire lots of writers and I have VAs that work on it, I'm still pretty involved in it and I need to be. It's a got a lot of moving parts and it's important. I'd be a fool to ignore that site, I, you know, and I'm, and, you know, some people might suggest, well, John, you probably would have been really better off or at least you've, you've built up a more balanced portfolio if six years ago you launched a new site and you'd continue working on that on two sites or maybe three sites over all these years instead of really focusing on one. Well, it is true. I did focus on one site for many, many years and it's only been in recent years where I've tried to launch some new sites and some some have worked and some haven't. I've sold some. I've got a couple of new ones that are actually working out really, really well. Well, new is a grain of salt. They're you know, approaching a year or two years uh, old. But anyways, you know, do I have a regret that I didn't diversify more, say, six years ago? And no, I don't because, I mean, let's face it, I built up a niche site that that generates between 70 and 100 plus thousand dollars a month. And would I have been able to do that if I were trying to, to, to build two or three sites at the same time? I mean, six years ago, I was writing most of the content myself. In fact, I'm pretty sure I was writing everything myself. I think I had one VA who helped me out on the site. And would I have been able to build up two sites if I were writing for two or three sites? No, I, I really don't think so, okay? It's only been in recent years when we're, where the income really skyrocketed and I'm able to hire people to really maintain that site so that gives me a little bit more time to work on other sites that I've been able to, to diversify, okay? So I still stand by, really focus on one site until it's really earning a lot of money. In my view, in my experience, it's easier to get one site to $10,000 than to try to get two sites to $5,000 because it, these things really take a big push in the beginning. Thanks for listening.